0: Good morning. I want to welcome you to Memorial United Methodist. My name is Joe Cade. I'm the minister here. So grateful y'all are here. If you're a visitor today, we've got um, donuts and coffee in the back. We have restrooms over here. We've got uh, all kinds of friendly people, and we hope that uh, you feel welcome here and that you want to stay. When I looked and saw that we were an hour early and it was raining, I thought this is Memorial people weather right here. Memorial people are gonna show up in, this, in these conditions. This is perfect. Um, thank y'all for coming. Uh, I know that uh, getting up early and coming through the rain and uh, getting your hair wet, I know that's not optimal conditions to come to worship, and I'm grateful that y'all did. Um, we had exploring membership classes last week. We have them every first Sunday. So if you missed your opportunity last week, um, I want you to come the first Sunday of next month. It's from people who, it was their first day, it'll be their first day that day all the way to, we just recently joined, it gives us an opportunity to get um, some friendly faces together so that you get to know more people at Memorial and we get to know you better. Um, We have a security check-in system update and Leanna's gonna give us that update. And while she's coming up, I'm gonna tell you, um, Lauren, in our traditional service, I know some of y'all go back and forth um, uh, between the two services, Lauren is our choir director and Lauren is retiring. Uh, as I understand, uh, 10 months ago, we reached out to him over at First Pres, and First Pres people knew him and said, you ought to apply for this job at Memorial, and he took it, and he's been amazing in traditional worship, but he is retiring to spend more time with his family, go out in the Midwest and go to Atlanta to see his daughter, and so we are doing two searches for great staff here at Memorial for children and family and for choir director.
1: Good morning. I'm Leanna Morris. I'm the Interim Director of Children's Ministries here at Memorial. I just had an announcement about Planning Center. Our Planning Center check-in is right outside the door, near the nursery door, and if you, when you're taking your preschooler to Sunday school this morning, if you could please stop by and sign in, that would be great. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Leanna. So we're going to keep trying that out in a number of different ways and uh, see how we can make it better for um, your child, for you, the parent, and for our teachers. Uh, so we can get it right. I'm going to call um, Cindy up. And while Cindy's coming, I'm going to tell you that confirmation continues today at 10 a.m. in the social hall. I'll ask y'all to pray for the confirmation class. Um, and we have our confirmation retreat April 8th through the 10th. If you are a confirmation man, remember we are going to Lake Junaluska the 8th through the 10th. Good morning. I'm Cindy Davis, and I am the worship coordinator for this service. And um, I hope that most of you already know that the Praise Band is getting ready to do a really fun concert on
1: Saturday night. It ought to be really awesome, because we were planning to do this in February, and then it snowed. So we got a whole extra month of practice.
0: Um, but it starts at 7.30 on Saturday, and it will be in here. So
1: I hope you can all come and enjoy the music. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Cindy. We want to give you the opportunity for us to pray for your loved ones. Um, we have uh, time that we pray during this service, and also our Tuesday prayer group prays for whatever concerns they may have. So if you will raise your hand if you would like a note card so that we can um, pray uh, for your uh, friend or family member, coworker. Uh, Usher will bring you a note card and then if you'll just write legibly uh, actually print if you'll print legibly That would be amazing it makes it much easier to read um, And I'll tell you on behalf of uh, the church Gail Kinnamore uh, 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 Feels to be in her last 48 hours. Um, she's um, fought a long fight with uh, cancer and um, Has decided to not have treatment anymore and uh, we're just surrounding her with love and uh, prayer and if you will pray for her uh, in addition to the prayer concerns that we get. Um, Adam Wycliffe is in the back. Adam does all kinds of amazing stuff for us, and today Adam's role, in addition to video in the service, is taking pictures of Sunday school classes. If you are in an FLC Sunday school class, he's gonna take your picture today, um, both the upstairs and downstairs. You don't have to go anywhere, he's gonna come to you and take that picture and make sure you uh, get your class in there so that he can take your picture. Um, I mentioned in the email, I've mentioned in worship and I put on Facebook last night that today is um, your opportunity to give to the Leadership Greer Project. Um, So I'm part of the Class 36 and Class 36's project is to give um, three items to um, three agencies that deal with food insecurity. And so we're giving a walk-in refrigerator to Greer Relief, installing it and having it ready for them. Uh, we're giving a warming oven to Greer Community Ministries like we have in here, they just, they're getting a new one. And uh, Loves and Fishes grabs food for people uh, that's about to go bad and gives it to, uh, uh, to people that need it. And so if you'd like to contribute to that, if you'll just note that on the um, envelope, and if you missed the opportunity today, you think, oh man, I forgot. Um, you can uh, come in tomorrow and do whatever you need to do. I'm great. I would be grateful for any contribution you make to that. That has got to be enough announcements. Y'all ready? Let's start.
2: Please stand and sing with us. He became sin Who knew no sin that we might become His righteousness, He humbled Himself and carried the cross. Love so. i
1: Father, we thank you for this morning, even though we're all sleep deprived and tired. uh, It's still a good day um, because we know that you're Lord. Um, So I pray that today uh, we remember to glorify you in all that we do, no matter what it is, um, and that this morning during the service that uh, you'll just speak through us, speak through Joe, um, and let our hearts be open to hear what you have to say. In your precious and holy name we pray, amen.
3: is he, sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. You come. Your name
2: Children, please come forward for the children's sermon and turn and greet your neighbor. Mm
1: What do you like to have when it's kind of a hot day, you've been playing outside, what do you like to drink? What does your mom like for you to drink? Water. (laughs) What does your mom, I guess I should have phrased that differently. What do you like versus what does your mommy like? So I got this water from the kitchen. You drink this, correct? Kale says yeah, he drank this. Ellie? Patty drinks the water. You know, our water here in Greer's pretty good, right? So when Jesus was on the earth, what do you think the water was like? Yeah, I got sand. Was it nasty? It was nasty. They didn't have any water treatment plants, did they? Nobody was checking their water. It was kinda yucky. All right, so you've been playing outside and you're thirsty. Y'all want to drink that? No, resounding no. So do you know what they did so they could drink the water? They put wine vinegar in the water so it made it safe to drink. Do you guys like to have some? We're going to get this all safe for you guys so y'all can drink it and not get sick. Hey. It smells delicious. Alright, B. You smell this. How does it smell? Nope, she said no. <laughs> How does it smell, Davis? Yucky, Ella. Yucky. Did anybody else want to come up here? I can't reach the rest of you. Come y'all come smell it. Ooh. Yucks from cat. Okay, so pretty much I don't think anybody is going to drink this water that I've worked so hard to make clean for them so they could drink it. Okay, so our sermon today is we're going to learn about what Jesus said when he was hanging on the cross. One of the things that he said was that he was thirsty. Do you think he would be thirsty hanging on the cross? Yeah, he'd been up there in the sun for about three hours is what they think when he said that and he had lost a lot of blood, and he was probably tired and hot and thirsty. so near the cross, there would have been a big bowl or a big bucket. Do you know what was in here? Not water like we get in Greer, water like this. Yuck, right? So it's, it's sour, it's strong, it's stinky, And it's dirty but Jesus drank some didn't he and he was suffering and dying on the cross for us can you imagine being so thirsty that you would drink that yucky water wow so next time you think you drink some water I want you to think about Jesus who died on the cross to save us from our sins and he was so thirsty that he would drink that yucky nasty water can we say a prayer Dear God, thank you for sending your Son to die on the cross so we can live forever in heaven with you. Amen.
0: by the congregation to pray for Walker Phillips and family, to pray, pray for Gail Kinnamore and Jack Four and Greer Memorial, to pray for the New River Gospel Band as they return from taking their message to Florida, for Joe and Wanda, for Thomas, for George and Terry Kuntz, for an uncle who has decided to stop cancer treatments, and for Leona Sanders and family. Let us pray. Our Lord, our Savior, you know suffering. You know sickness. You know death. You know from your dearest friends and peers and the loss of their lives, how painful it is to lose someone you know personally how painful it is to lose your own life and so we trust and know that you know uh, us so well you know our friends so well who are sick and that you care deeply for them as we pray for them both those that were written down and those that are in our hearts and minds Help us understand the pain that humanity inflicted but the triumph that you offer. Bless us this morning, Lord, as we pray the prayer you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Today we continue in our series of the final words of Jesus, and the text is actually uh, remarkably small um, because of the way that Reverend Hamilton has cut up um, uh, an already small text. And today we talk about thirst. Jesus saying, I thirst. These are the things that he said in his final minutes to make sure that we understand not only that moment, but every moment that preceded it and what was to follow that moment. John 19, verse 28. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. This is something that's always interesting to me. Um, It's been a struggle for me when he says Scripture being fulfilled. Um, On the one hand, there are things that happen in the Gospels constantly that are uh, the completion of things that were promised in the Old Testament over and over and over again. There's a tremendous debate amongst the people with Jesus as to whether He is the fulfillment of all those things that were said. There's no debating that they were said and that they uh, looked forward to a future person. There's a ton of debate as to whether Jesus is this future person, both then and now. So part of that debate is uh, the people who think, there's no question he's not, and I think we ought to make a little fun of him. And so that's the first um, line that I want you to remember from today. The Roman soldiers are toasting Jesus, raising their glass to him. They're putting a crown on him, putting a cloak on him, putting a scepter in his hand. What are they mocking? The fact that he could ever be royalty. The fact that he would ever say that he was. The fact that the people would say that he was. The fact that he's on this cross today when he said that he was the king of kings. Of course, Jesus never, ever once embraced any of those images. When he would heal a bunch of people and they'd say, we ought to make you king. When he'd feed a bunch of people and they'd say, we ought to make you king. When he'd lead a bunch of people to a different place, we want to make you our political leader. What did Jesus always do? All right, so I'll see you all later. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. For any number of reasons, he didn't want any political authority. He did not want to be considered king. He did not want to be... Con- Uh, considered as taking out all of those politicians and replacing them. But even though he rejected it, the Roman soldiers are toasting there. Look at the king here. Look at how he's doing. And in that moment, he is entirely thirsty. You know what? Sometimes even talking about being thirsty makes you thirsty, doesn't it? You run around, you walk around. I go around enough today um, that by the end of the day, I had to drink a ton of water and I have to actually drink coffee, whatever, whatever I can get after running around an entire morning. When you feel thirsty, it's already too late. That's what doctors will tell you. It's, you, are, you are already dehydrated. Imagine the thirst that he felt in that moment. So I want you to consider three people doing something with a drink since we're talking about being thirsty. Let's look at these images. First image. Wedding at Cana. At the wedding at Cana, this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. In fact, He's not even truly engaging people in ministry yet, but He's at this wedding. And at the wedding, you want to offer people what? Wine and food. It would be horrifically embarrassing to not have enough wine. And they don't. And Mary says, I want you to do something about it. And he says, I haven't even started yet. He says, I want you to, and she's like, yeah, that's great. Go do something. Uh, just like my mother would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I hear you. Go do it. There is a um, embarrassing lack of resources. Embarrassing scarcity. And what does Jesus do? He takes a very simple element and makes it into wine and has an abundance. Scarcity is turned to abundance in terms of a drink at the wedding at Cana of Galilee. Let's look at the next image. Who'd you guess this woman is? The woman at the well. Is it dark? It's not early morning. It's the middle of the day. No one goes in the middle of the day to get water because it's blazing hot. So like we know a little bit about hot, these people know about hot in the region where they are. You go in the morning or you go in the evening. Of course, if everyone goes in the morning or goes in the evening, you're gonna run into everybody. Of course, if you run into everybody, what do they wanna do? They wanna chat. What's the primary form of chat? Gossip. And these people are going to gossip about this woman because of failed relationships that she's had in her life. Are those failed relationships 100% her fault? I know I, I've very rarely seen any relationship that fell apart that was 100% someone's fault. People in that culture, women of that culture, didn't have many options. They didn't have much of authority. And so this woman, who's had these failed relationships, is mocked by the women around her. And so there she goes. I'd rather be blazing hot and thirsty than interact with any of those people. What does Jesus do? He's standing right, he's sitting there at the well. The disciples went into town. I love that the scripture puts it almost like he could get into trouble because no one was there. And so he spoke to her. Just speaking to her, period. Speaking to a woman like that. Speaking to a woman of a different culture like that speaking to this woman in particular who has been shunned by her entire community, shunned by the community that Jesus' community has already shunned. She's two out, minimum. This is embarrassing isolation. What does Jesus do? He offers her water. In fact, um, it's one of the many cases in the Gospel where Jesus offers two levels. He says... Uh, Not only do I give you this water, like actual water, but I give you living water. What are people primarily concerned with? Let's talk about the stuff that you're actually giving me that I actually understand and comprehend. Embarrassing isolation becomes inclusion. What does she do right after that? She goes back in the community and says, hey, y'all got to listen up. There's somebody who's doing something really special out there. All of a sudden, she's an evangelist. Um, uh, my peers who are females in the ministry, who, this is really becoming decreasingly the case, people wondering if females can be in ministry, will suggest, well, uh, you know, one of the first ones. Female, thanks. Also coming back on Easter Sunday, who was doing it? Female, thanks. It was a female. Let's look at the third one. Homo Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus isn't a big man. He could fit in an airplane seat, unlike I can, can't, but he could not see a parade, unlike I can. No one wanted him to see the parade. He's, you know, he's kind of like this, but nobody cares. Why? He's one of their peers, and he taxed them crazy. Taxes are already bad, but he went above and beyond for his own gain with his own peers. I don't know if it's absolutely true, but i uh, I had people in seminaries suggest that um, they targeted, the Roman government targeted specific people who knew the most people and knew their wealth so that they could hit them the hardest. Imagine if that person who was deeply connected in your life knew your income and then hit you hard for the Roman government. Would you be excited about helping that person out? Would you want that person to see Jesus? <laughs> no. He's up in a tree. Jesus walking through town, and this is what I love about going to Israel. They're like, that's the tree. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm sure it was somewhere in this region. We could do some date testing and see how old that tree is. He's in the tree. It's embarrassing greed. Okay. He's holding on to everything and actually taking more than he needs. He's hoarding. Jesus goes to his house, has a meal with him, shares wine with him. Imagine him raising his glass and saying, guess what? Here forward, not doing that anymore. From here forward, I'm changing everything and I'm going to get back. Embarrassing greed has now been reversed and it's turning into generosity. So, scarcity... Into abundance, isolation into inclusion and evangelism, greed into um, generosity. All of them were literally thirsty. Jesus helped them understand that they were spiritually thirsty. It's two levels. But here's your next phrase now Jesus is thirsty. There's all sorts of um, people in the last 2,000 years who have wondered all sorts of things about how present Jesus was, how present he was in the moment in Galilee, how present he was in Jerusalem, how present he was on the cross. I'm talking about in terms of his humanity. How much pain did he actually feel if he's God? If he's God, did they take him up before he really felt pain? If he's God, could he be there and not feel any pain? Did they take him off before he ever felt real pain? What does the scripture tell you? He's thirsty. Now Jesus is thirsty. He has spent his ministry reaching out to people who are weak and giving them something. But now he's weak. And what is humanity doing? Look at this guy. Look at him and his weakness. Okay, it reminds me very much of, um, I don't want to jump around too much here on Scripture, but the guy who had the mild debt, but it was a whole lot for him. And uh, the collector said, everyone want everybody to come in and pay their debt. He went in to the collector. He said, oh, I I'll promise, I'll promise I'll pay you back. Just give me another day. He could have never paid him back. And that collector forgave his debt. He goes down on the steps on the outside of the building. He sees a peer who owes him just a little bit of money and chokes him and says, how could you be somebody who doesn't have any, who has tremendous debt to me? So he can turn like that. We can mock people like that. We can figure, golly, those people don't have it together. And that's what they're doing to Jesus. Mocking him in his weakness. Remember last week I said it's not humanity that's on trial in this time. I mean, it's not Jesus who's on trial at this time. It's humanity. So let's look at verse 29. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. And it's like Marcia said, it's very bitter. It's gross. And there's, if you look in the book um, that we're talking about so much, the final uh, words of Jesus, uh, Reverend Hamilton goes on and on debating, are they offering him something that takes the pain out? Are they offering the worst of something? Or are they offering something bitter? But the significant thing is that they're offering it on the hyssop plant. Y'all know the significance of the hyssop Honestly, I had to look it up again. Okay, we got all kinds of amazing plants at the parsonage that do big, beautiful, pretty flowers. And uh, my level of uh, sophistication is um, pretty. (laughs) That's it. That's all I got. It's pretty. That purple one is pretty. Okay, I'm sure I can talk to anybody, you know, any number of y'all, and y'all be like, "Well, that's actually a Japanese, uh, whatever." (laughs) whatever it might be. I don't have the great understanding of uh, plants and bushes, but whenever we're talking about one, I look it up and see, okay. There's two minimum really interesting things about offering him the sponge on a hyssop plant. Number one, we've talked extensively in this season about God bringing the Israelites out of Egypt, freeing them the burden of slavery, giving them an opportunity to get out of there and have their own lives. And just prior to the last plague that was placed on the Egyptians, they were to put um, blood over their door as a sign that they were followers of God so that the angel would go over that door. They were to put it there with a hyssop plant. And so, deliverance is directly tied to the hyssop plant. God's deliverance for the people from awful oppression, beatings, death, and what do you want to bet? Thirst. is delivered by them using a hyssop plant. This hyssop is now offered to Jesus as taking on this burden. Second thing is a cry for forgiveness. If you Googled it, uh, the Psalms in the 50s, it says, cleanse me with hyssop. It's part of the ultimate cry for repentance and forgiveness. Please, Lord, forgive me. So uh, as is the case in a number of elements of the gospel, there are direct ties back to very simple items, very simple things that talk about the fulfillment of who Jesus is. And so here's what I want you to recognize. Things in your life that are weaknesses that cause you to impede the will of God. There's things in your life that are weaknesses that have nothing to do with the will of God. Um, I think I've said to you before, Katie suggests that um, when I dance, my top half is independent of my bottom half. And both are independent of the beat. There's three things going on when I'm dancing. This weakness does not impede the will of God. Okay? Um, I've got many more that do. Okay? Because I'm human. Think about the weaknesses that you have that impede the will of God. And figure that makes you no different. In fact, acknowledging that you have them, recognizing them, and trying to remove them or limit them is part of this Christian journey, especially in the walk of Lent. I want you to think about the way you can so quickly eye the weaknesses of others and go, golly, look at this guy. Are you kidding me? And I want you to shift the way that you do that Target yourself in this season and use this element that we were talking about for the hyssop plant, begging for forgiveness. Lord, forgive me for the ways in which I've impeded what you wanted to do. Lord, forgive me for mocking you in your weakness. Lord, empower me to move forward so that I may love and serve you. This is the cry of the psalmist. This is the cry of the people who... They may not be saying it at the cross right now because they're scared of the people around them or they're embarrassed. They're thinking, my goodness, I cannot believe this is happening and that I'm taking part. So I'll ask, Lord, forgive us. I'll ask, Lord, empower us. That we can become that fountain of water for others so that they may drink. Let us pray. Gracious God, all are actually physically thirsty and they know it. But we pray that you begin with us, but you help us to teach the community that humanity is spiritually thirsty. And when we try to quench it with things that we have here, we fail. So we buy more of them and it doesn't work. And we take more of them and it doesn't work. And we eat more of them and it doesn't work. Help us, Lord, to recognize our spiritual thirst and the fact that you are the living water that conquers all. Bless us in this Lenten journey, Lord, as we go into the week in which we celebrate your parade. It's in your Son's holy name that we pray. Amen. Please stand and join me in the affirmation. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. It's now time for us to give our tithes and other offerings. I encourage you to look at the financial report every week in the bulletin. Uh, We are doing uh, very well this year, and I'm grateful for your generosity.
2: suffering I do. I've been given Through Christ crucified You called me out of death You called me into life I was under your right Under the cross I'm reconciled At the cross you There can be you Draw me gently To my knees And I am Lost for words Oh, Lost in love I'm sweetly broken Holy surrender At the cross you There can be you Draw me gently To my knees And I am draw me gently to my knees and I am lost for words so lost for love I- sing with us The kindness of a Savior. failure conquer the grave Jesus conquer the God is mighty to save, he is mighty to save.
0: There's something really special about leading worship and being in front of the worship space and hearing people sing along. It really, I know that means something to y'all. It means something to me too. We're grateful for y'all singing along. So thank you for coming uh, through the rain, through the time. Thank you for wanting to be aware of the ways in which you are thirsty. Thank you for thinking about ways in which you wonder how could Jesus get himself in that position the same way you do with other humans, but wanting to fix it wanting to understand this is God's will that I understand and share this message. Peace be with you. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the power and presence of the Holy Spirit go with you all. Amen. Amen.
2: Joy to honor you in all that I do. I honor you. Y'all have a great week.